Word on Health with Paul Pennington. Feel very best of health. Growing for Wellbeing Week is a celebration of the magic that growing your own produce can do for your health and well-being. There's strong evidence highlighting the mental and physical health benefits of gardening and growing your own produce in particular. The driving force behind Growing for Wellbeing Week is professional gardener Annabel Padwick, who, from starting a blog to share how gardening had helped her with her own mental health challenges, has gone on to create the horticultural therapeutic social enterprise Life at Number 27. The main driver for me was really wanting to create a organisation that did things differently, that provided a different support than what was out there and combined horticultural therapy with counselling support two things that are delivered frequently separately but are never combined and offer them to all ages from as young as five if we can help people at that young age and give them those skills to support their own mental health but also that confidence to understand emotions and to feel comfortable to express themselves then that's going to stay with them and you'd hope that then it's going to make their life a lot easier as they grow up and they need to reach out for help they'll have that confidence on how to do that annabelle across your initial two locations in Northamptonshire and Oxfordshire, you provide group and one-to-one sessions, after-school clubs, workshops and holiday activity days through the use of bespoke allotment areas and outdoor spaces, which hasn't gone unrecognised. You've recently announced a partnership with the Royal Foundation of the Prince and Princess of Wales on a new collaboration to create therapy allotments and gardens that will provide mental health support across South Wales that their Royal Highnesses are taking a personal interest in. They came to visit one of the sites that we were looking at creating at the time. So got to meet them, have a really good conversation with them. They really gave as much time as they could. An incredible moment, to be honest with you. They wanted to help us create at least six new sites across South Wales so we can support new people, which is great. I believe your mantra is, it's not what you grow, it's how you grow. And I know you're keen to encourage all of us to get involved. And whether you have access to a garden or not, there's a whole range of options from growing things in pots to helping out in community gardens. And to inspire us, you're making available off your website a resources pack. What's involved in that? Loads of different activities that are related to gardening, mental health and well-being that people can do at home, suitable for school settings, nursery settings. We've had it it's used in care homes now, colleges, families, you name it. No matter what space you've got, just give it a go and see that new life spark up. And it's just, it's magic every time to me. My grateful thanks to Annabelle Padwick. To find out more and link through to Life at Number 27 to access the Growing for Wellbeing resources pack, log on to our website, www.wordandhealth.com. That's www.wordandhealth.com. Word on Health with Paul Pennington. Feel very best of health. Skin cancer is the UK's most common and fastest rising cancer. It's estimated 1 in 36 males and 1 in 47 females will be diagnosed with melanoma during their lifetime. And it's one of the biggest killing cancers in the 15 to 34 age group. Yet many cases can be successfully treated if caught early. To help us all know our skin, the charity Skin has launched a comprehensive educational and self-management mobile application dedicated to the prevention and early detection of skin cancer. Marie Tudor, the charity's CEO, explains the background. 
the background really came from how we as a relatively small charity, how can we reach more people? We know nearly everybody now has got a mobile phone. It was something quite unique for us to try and do. And the uniqueness of the app is that it's a progressive web app. So the functionality is you can access it just like a website on the internet. You don't even have to go to the app store. And it's the most comprehensive information that you can have on your phone. There's nothing so in-depth that you'll find out there on any other websites. It's a free tool for everybody to take advantage of. Marie, the statistics surrounding skin cancer makes for sobering reading. The small charity you lead is born out of personal tragedy and since 2006 has worked tirelessly to educate others so less of us have to endure what your founding trustees have been through. The mobile app is the latest development. Talk me through the other initiatives you're involved with. Skin are very, very unique. When we set up as a charity, the founder, Richard Clifford, was very aware of this alarming statistic that 90% of skin cancers are preventable. And his argument was, well, as soon as you've got a skin cancer, the horse is bolted, it's too late. We need to put more energies into prevention. So we develop solutions to the education. And the way we do that is working with at-risk and influential audiences. Ten years ago, we developed five national accreditation schemes. So the first one was Sunsafe Schools. We went out to Australia, looked at the great work that had been done out there, and we created a solution for all UK primary schools and preschools to get education into those settings but also to help schools deliver their duty of care. We started off with a handful of schools and we're now reaching over a million school children with education. And along with that mission was trying to get some safety on the national curriculum. We lobbied government for over 10 years. It is now a requirement in the national PHSE guidelines that schools have to teach about some safety. The other programmes we deliver are for the hair and beauty industry, the online creative interactive training programme, again, from a small ambition of training people from a 1,000 audience to where we've reached over 16,000 people now. We're just about to launch our SunSafe Workplace Accreditation. There are over 2.7 million people that work in the outdoor sector, and no one provides education in a robust format where it can be delivered to that end user. And our final programme was for healthcare professionals. People that work in primary care don't always have the adequate training. So we developed an online training resource, equipping them with skills to be able to spot suspicious lumps and bumps, provide some safety information, information on early detection, and signpost accordingly so we can get more people diagnosed sooner and quicker and help us save lives. Over 80% of skin cancers are caused by overexposure to UV radiation. This includes UV rays from the sun, but also from sunbeds and tanning lamps. I've reported on various campaigns to help raise awareness of the measures we should be taking to protect ourselves. But still, the number of UV-related skin cancer cases hasn't fallen. Why is that, do you think? We need more public awareness campaigns. We need to be embracing this information. And there's lots of statistics, exactly as you said, that people are aware of the information but choose to ignore it. So it's that behaviour change we need to get to grassroots. And we hope that our training and the way we deliver our methods and our solutions gives something people to grab onto. It's not just a here today, gone tomorrow campaign. We're providing a robust solution to educational intervention, an intervention that needs to take place all the time. My grateful thanks to Marie Tudor. To find out more and to link through to Skin to download the free app, log on to our website, www.wordandhealth.com. That's www.wordandhealth.com. Word on Health with Paul Pennington. Feel very best of health. 
thrombosis remains a major cause of death in the UK. Yet, it's claimed by the leading charity in this area of health, many of us have little or no understanding about the causes and effects of thrombosis and how it can be prevented. Professor Beverly Hunt is founder and trustee of Thrombosis UK and a practising thrombosis expert in London. Thrombosis is when you have a blood clot in a blood vessel. And when you have a blood clot in one of the coronary arteries in the heart, you have a heart attack. When you have a blood clot in a major artery in the brain, you'll have a stroke. And then when you have a blood clot in the deep veins of your leg, you will have what we call a deep vein thrombosis. And that can grow, bits of it can break off and travel through the body, through the heart, and block the blood supply to parts or all of the lung. And that's known as a pulmonary embolism. So where does your organisation concentrate its efforts? Deep vein thrombosis and pulmonary embolism because it's the neglected one. We always need to tell people about what are the signs and symptoms of these clots and so how they can pick them up early. People know that deep vein thrombosis are associated with a a swollen leg or a change in colour of the leg. But in actual fact, about 80% of all the DVT just present with unexpected pain in the muscles. So it's almost like having muscle sprain. That can evolve into the clots breaking off and causing pulmonary embolism. Alongside those with a family history of blood clots, who's most at risk of developing thrombosis? As you get older, your blood naturally gets more sticky. And then we have being overweight. For women, it's being pregnant and then taking the combined oral contraceptive pill. And the other one is oral hormone replacement therapy. Now, I say oral, I mean the tablets, whereas if you have patches or you have spray on HRT, it doesn't have that increased risk. Research shows some public awareness of the risks from long-haul flights and inactivity, but it's not the major cause. And in fact, about 55% of all the clots that we see are due to someone being in hospital. If you're in hospital for more than 24 hours and you're not well, and then you get a little bit immobile because you're feeling unwell and you might be lying in bed. And it's really the combination of those factors that cause people to have the clots. And most of the people might develop the clot in hospital, but it doesn't show itself till after the patient's been discharged. But we know about this. And so therefore, we do give people prevention in hospital if they've got risk factors. Significant efforts have been made across the NHS to reduce the risk of hospital-related clots. When it comes to self-help, what steps can we take to reduce our risk? It's what we're always being told to do. Eat properly and eat your five a day. Stay slim. Get regular exercise. And if you do get admitted to hospital, then do make sure that you receive the preventative measures if you need them. One of Thrombosis UK's key focuses is research. Where are we at in terms of our understanding and developing new treatments? Where every thrombosis expert wants to be is to have a perfect blood thinner. And a perfect blood thinner is one which stops you having blood clots and doesn't increase the risk of bleeding. 
But we're doing really well. We've developed what we call are the direct oral anticoagulants. We've got some new ones coming through that look more exciting because they reduce the risk of blood clots but have a lower bleeding risk. My grateful thanks to Professor Beverly Hunt. To find out more and connect through to Thrombosis UK, log on to our website, www.wordandhealth.com. That's www.wordandhealth.com. Word on Health, on air and online 52 weeks of the year with Paul Pennington. Word on Health, your personal prescription for your very best of health. 